Welcome to Beyond the Box podcast. The mission of Fairway Cares is to send hope, courage, strength, and love to those facing critical illness, loss of a loved one, or sustained physical trauma through care packages. May you be inspired through these stories as we journey beyond the box. I'm your host, Sherry Anderson, CEO of Fairway Cares, and today my guest has been a nurse for 25 years, currently is a branch ops manager with Fairway, and still currently serves a few hours a month as a nurse. She is a mom to six kids, loves serving in her church, spending time at the cabin in Oklahoma, watching her kids play sports, playing board games and hiking with their kids, and also watching Hallmark movies. She's been married to Eric for 26 years and is a cancer survivor. Welcome, Johanna White. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, it's so much fun to um, be able to to share your journey. Well, I shouldn't say fun. I mean, your journey hasn't been the easiest. It's been a delight to get to know you in the process of this recording and, and getting this podcast set up. So that's the part that I find delightful. So first of all, Johanna, how long have you been with Fairway? I started in the summer of 2019, I think like July 1st of 2019. And what brought you to Fairway? I mean, I obviously, you know, your husband and did Eric come to Fairway at that time also? He had already been with Fairway about two, well, he just hit his fifth year in May. So he had already been with Fairway. And when we were moving from central Illinois, where we lived our whole lives, he, um, I had been a nurse at the same hospital forever. Um, pretty much my whole nursing career had been with this hospital and I could not obviously stay with them when we moved. So he asked if I would come work part-time two days a week to help him. That led to another thing and another thing. And then here I am helping him full-time. <laughs> so that's how I came to know Fairway. But I did, you know, I went to corporate, I got to meet Greg and I got to see the heart of Fairway. And um, Eric had brought me to a sales meeting before I had started And I will just say the heart of Fairway made it easy for me to say, yes, Eric, I would help you because I don't know anything about mortgages except what I hear him talk about. So that's kind of my slow introduction into Fairway. And that's what helped me push me to say yes, because he had been asking me to help him for many, many years. And I always said no. (laughs) So, well, and, and given, you know, the list of things that we started the podcast with, you are such a perfect fit for, for Fairway. Um, and we're so grateful that, you know, it's so, it's beautiful to watch a husband wife team build their branch and their brand in Fairway. So it's just such a delight to have you both a part of the Fairway family. So tell us a little bit about your journey. You are a cancer survivor. Um, that diagnosis kind of caught you off guard. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how that all came to be? Yes, I have no risk of breast cancer, no history, no family history. I breastfed all six of my kids. All of the things that you hear are are good um, to keep you from that diagnosis. And um, I had my yearly mammograms. Um, even when we moved down to Texas, um, I had they transferred my my scans. So. Everybody was on the same page. As a nurse, I know how important that is. 
and everything was fine. And about, about nine months after my mammogram, um, I felt a, a lump. Um, and I felt in my mind, if I could feel it, that minute was sizable. You know, it wasn't, I knew right away, this is a lump and this was something that needed to be checked out right away. I think that's just a really important thing to highlight for women is to do those self exams. I, I'd always, you know, knew that was important and everything. And I've always been fairly aware of, of, you know, what my body feels like and, and that type of thing. And, um, so it was noticeable and, um, you do, I'm afraid I fell into this trap is I got comfortable because I had yearly mammograms and I had several that were fine. So in my mind, I wasn't very concerned, you know, even though I did my monthly checks and that type of thing, I wasn't ever in the back of my mind ever worried about it because I thought I was doing all the things I needed to do to be okay, um, especially with the mammograms. So you felt a lump and the next step was to have it checked out. Yep. I called my primary. She sent me, um, actually I went in, I told them I didn't need to come in, just order a mammogram is what I asked. And they said, no, 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 you have to come in. The literally, they touched it like for a brief second and said, yes, you need another mammogram, which I knew. So I had that week, I had a mammogram and sonogram and was told by the radiologist that it's fine. There's no problem. You do not have cancer. And I knew better than that as far as a nurse that the only way to truly say that to someone is a biopsy to confirm you do not have cancer in that area. So they went ahead and ordered a breast MRI. And if you've never had one of those, it was very uncomfortable. And um, But I'm glad I did it because I barely left one week later when I had that, um, I barely had left. And within an hour, I had a call from the radiologist that said, you need to get and see a breast surgeon right away. So that was kind of my next step um, in the process. We then were leaving for a week to celebrate our 25th wedding anniversary with all the kids. So that was not, it was good to be with everybody, but it was a scary time with all of that going on with the kids and everything. Um, and that, that week I spent time finding a breast surgeon and that was more complicated than I thought it would be. But, um, that was kind of my next steps after finding out that I needed one. What was complicated about finding the surgeon? So my doctor had given me a name and I had reached out to a couple people. And so I called around and I was pretty frustrated. I'm a big, um, probably because I'm a nurse but I'm a big patient advocate. And two of the doctors that I called literally said, we won't see you. You just need to get a biopsy. Once you get the results, then we'll get you in. And I'm like, so you don't want to see me before to talk me through this major thing that I think is going on. And they were like, nope, we, we just have everybody do a biopsy. So you need to find someone to get a biopsy and then um, come see us. And I was absolutely shocked <laughs> that they didn't want to see me first. Usually surgeons want to do the biopsy. Um, it was so different in central Illinois than it was here in Dallas. And so my 
last call was to a surgeon and she got me right in. So that was a little bit more complicated than I thought. And there's so many options as well. I, I think it's very hard to navigate for people who don't have a medical background because I know it was hard for me. I mean, you type in breast surgeon and, you know, you have 30 names come up. So that to me um, was very important and, and I wanted to get the right one. Did you find that your medical background was helpful for you or a hindrance? It let me ask the right questions, but it made me more anxious at times because I knew potential. Mm -hmm. And I was trying not to worry, but that's very hard. When I think of all the things that I know, um, I'm like, man, it would be probably better if I didn't know some of these things, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I can understand it. So thinking about the six children and then you went on this vacation, um, your mind was kind of elsewhere, I'm sure, during that whole time. Had you told the children yet about what was going on? So my oldest is a nurse, and so we told her, and we've kind of just let the rest of them know that we know, you know, something might be happening. I'm going to be having some more tests to find out what we need to do. So they knew, but I was really worried about my youngest daughter, who's number five. She was, um, she was 14 because her best friend, mom, was going through stage three cancer with chemo radiation and all of that. So that was probably, I was most worried about because she was in the thicket with her best friend going through um, a bad cancer. Um, so I was more worried about her than anyone else. So we didn't tell them that I officially had cancer until we had the biopsy back. And then, so you've got the biopsy back, you have your surgeon. Leading up to the surgery, any thoughts that were going through your mind? Any, any tips on how you prepare yourself for that? So lots of prayer. Um, a lot of people at Fairway, um, I had put a request in the, um, the prayer email group. And I had so many stories of inspiration, of success stories. I read those so many times. You don't even know. I saved them all and read them over and over. And that, I think, made the most... the hugest difference in um, my mental state for, in a sense, five, six weeks till I could get surgery scheduled. That was huge. That was absolutely huge. It's important, it seems, in your journey to have had people surround you to encourage you. Is that, did you have a lot of that locally? You are new to a community. Was that a little bit different too, or did you have a lot of support locally? It was. Um, we have some, I wouldn't say close friends at the time, but um, some people near me and my sister lives in the town, next town over. Um, a lot of support from people back in Illinois. Um, so that was a little hard. Um, so I don't, probably not. I will tell you I got most support from the Fairway people, but I wasn't really it was, I felt safe to share with Fairway and with my friends back home, my close ones knew what was going on, but it was just, I think, cause I didn't know exactly 
how things were going um, type of thing. But a lot of family support. Um, my brother, I mean, he's back in Illinois, but, you know, I got almost daily texts when he was reading his scripture and Bible reading in the morning of encouragement and um, just a lot of things like that meant the absolute world to me. You know, that's so helpful to hear of tangible ways that people could be there for you. Sometimes we want to do something and we don't know what to do. And people can ask, well, or say, let me know if you need anything. Well, when you're walking through that, do you know what you need? (laughs) I'm thinking you probably, it's probably hard. Yeah, it is very hard. If someone asks you what they can do, I learned this in not a great way years and years ago. Um, I am a giver. I think it's part of my DNA. I'm just like my mom, just like her mom. We're all nurses. We're all givers. Like that's what we do. We don't really take things from other people. We don't ask things. We just get in there and do. And I learned this um, when I had a back surgery. This has been many, many years ago, probably 10 years ago. And somebody at church had offered to help. And my first inkling was just to say, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't need help. And Um, my mom had said, every time you say no to someone that is asking to help you, you're taking away something that God has put it in them to ask you and you're taking away their blessing and what they're supposed to be doing from a God prompting. So I've been, it's really hard, but it's, that has always stayed with me since that experience. So if someone is asking you, if you're going through something, sometimes you know, several of my friends in Illinois that couldn't bring me a meal or couldn't do something, I just said, just check on me when you're thinking of me. That meant so much, even that I didn't even have to respond, just I prayed for you today. Or, um, you know, how are you doing? Um, You know, just a check in that someone thought of me was huge. So if someone, if if you're asked and you don't know what to say, You can say that, like, just check on me. When you're thinking about me, send me a quick note that you're thinking of me because that means a lot that I'm not in this alone. And that was huge um, for me and my journey, probably that the way people that I hadn't talked to in a long time sent me notes, check on, and unexpected people sent me notes to check on me. Um, That was huge. So if you're looking for something to do for someone else, You don't even know how much that means. I have every card that somebody sent me in my breast cancer. I got this box and I'm filled with stuff that I got from Fairway Cares. And um, when people sent me flowers, the card, all of those things meant the world. You know, that's such a thank you for sharing that because I think so often we don't know what to do and so many people want to do something. And, and, And when speaking to that servant heart that you have, when you have a servant heart, it is hard to receive. Um, It's not, it's not, it's just not natural when you're so used to giving. Um, What I liked too about what you said earlier is that Fairway was a safe place to share. That's so beautiful to think that the people that were in Fairway that you knew you could trust them with, with what you were going through. I mean, I worked at a Catholic hospital when graduating nursing school, the same place. My mom retired there as a director. My sisters both went to nursing school. They both worked there. Never have I ever felt the love and support from a company that I was with for a very long time 
like Fairway. It's just, and it's a mortgage company. It doesn't make sense. It should not be that way if you think about it, an outsider looking in, but it is truly, um, it's, it's just humbling, to be honest. You know, I mean, you hear some of, sometimes you hear like big names, um, like people that are really high producers, people that are killing it, people are, that are doing great, you know, that Steve talks about and get brought up at meetings and they're checking on me. You know, I mean, the head of underwriting sent me an email, this made me tear up. And she said, if you ever need to vent, I'm, I'm a listening ear. She has so much going on that to even say those words meant so much. Like it just, everyone, it truly was a blessing. That's I, I'm, I just, that just is awesome. I, I don't even, I mean, that's really what sets Fairway apart. It really, we say, you know, the heart of Fairway, Fairway Cares and and American Warrior Initiative, but it really is the heart of Fairway is the people that make up Fairway. And Dawn Rivera is a dynamo and just a, a beautiful heart. Um, who also journeyed breast cancer. So she knew the shoes you walked in. So you made it through surgery. How about the recovery? And what did, what was that like? What was, I guess, what was the hardest part about the journey leading up to the surgery, the surgery, or, or after the all clear? So I guess I thought it was going to be the surgery, but I will say more than anything, I didn't know how much my breast meant to me. I know that sounds weird. I am not like a plastic surgeon person. I do not wear a lot of makeup. I put on mascara maybe twice a week. Like I'm not a person that, I mean, I take care of myself, but I'm not that type of person that that's like so important. And the loss that I felt in the, I just felt so inadequate. I know that sounds so strange, but I did not know losing my breasts would be that emotional. Um, because you can't have reconstructive surgery for six months after that. So you kind of live with it um, being flat and, you know, that type of thing. And that was just, that hit me more than anything else that that was, I don't know. Well, Johanna, that's such, that's such an expected, unexpected loss though. I mean, that's something that's a part of a woman, you know, her whole life. And and the intimacy that you shared with your, you know, nurse, you said you nursed all your babies and, yep. and it's, it's kind of how, you know, we're a woman, you know, that, that just makes, you know, that's just part of our womanhood. And, and, you know, I think it's important to, to really talk about that because so many women have had that experience and it's like a, it's almost like a sudden death that you don't expect and there's a grieving process that I'm sure you have to go through. And, and I think it's, it's given giving yourself and women permission to grieve that loss. Yeah, that's huge. That, that was huge. Nobody, no doctor talked about it. No, the plastic surgeon didn't talk about it. I mean, nobody really that I, it never hit me that that would because people are like, oh, I bet you're so happy that cancer's gone. Well, I am happy the cancer's gone, but I also, it just, it hits you. And and then um, I always struggled when people say, well, you're going to get implants or you're going to get new breasts and, you know, that type of thing. And it's not the same. Does it really, <laughs> it never compares. Um, no. It just ne- never, 
So that would be a tip. Don't ever say that to anyone that's had breast cancer and reconstructive surgery and stuff like that. Don't say, oh, aren't you glad you got new breasts? Don't ever say that because it's not the same. It's it's truly not the same. And yeah, I mean, I, I didn't, wouldn't have known that that was such a big deal for people. Um, I didn't know that loss was a big deal for people at all. And I've worked with a lot of breast cancer, you know, patients. So I had no idea. I am so grateful that you have talked about that topic because I feel like there's so many things about the breast cancer journey that, that doesn't get talked about, that gets pushed under the rug. And I so appreciate you being vulnerable to share that because you have no idea how many women feel exactly the way you feel and have maybe been ashamed to go there. And you are giving them permission to go there. So I just thank you for um, for having the courage to talk about it because it's emotional and it is a loss. And um, I think it's really important for people to bring that into the conversation. I think I cried about that maybe more because it, obviously it was longer, many months than even from the diagnosis to my surgery. Then I cried about the breast cancer. I mean, I truly that hit me very, very hard. I know if it hit me, I know it's hitting other people. Um, and it's hard for, I mean, I think if I was looking at your face, I maybe not would be able to share that, but because I'm not looking at your face, I feel maybe more open to share that, but you could, you can't say that to very many people in person. You know what I mean? Cause yeah, you know, people don't talk about their breast. you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I, I, I really applaud you for having the courage to do it because um, you're right. It's, it's a topic that doctors aren't talking about it and breast cancer survivors aren't talking about it, but probably want to talk about it and need to talk about it. I mean, you think about, you know, as we do fairway cares and we see people, you know, losing loved ones, sometimes very tragic ways and suddenly, and then you have other ones that lose it, you know, lose a loved one over time, but a loss is a loss. And So often we find with our care packages, it prompts people to maybe give permission to grieve. And I mean, it's like right now you're giving permission to those precious ones that have lost their breasts, permission to grieve over it, that it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's a real thing. So I think it's, that's, that's really so good. Do you have any thoughts or suggestions as you think about the journey that you walked through now, you know, you're on the other side of a lot of the, the hard things. Um, but I feel like it's an experience that lingers. Is that, would that be a way to describe it? Um, like October, I mean, I just hit my one year end of September, but I think October has brought back a lot of emotions. Um, and then hearing new people getting diagnosed or, you know, checking in that are currently going through um, is, is brings back. But I look back and I'm, I'm pretty proud of myself, um, to be honest. I feel like this hit me. I was blindsided. I had no idea that this would ever, I mean, we don't even have anyone in our family, either sides of our family that have really gone through cancer, let alone, you know, anything like this. So I'm, I'm pretty proud of myself. You know, I'm happy with how everything went. I think God put everybody in place how they were supposed to be. And so I don't look back at it. Um, it doesn't linger. I'm not worried about, 
you know, recurrence and that type of thing. I truly think, you know, that doesn't concern me or worry me because I don't know that there's anything I can do about it. Um, but I think I'm looking more for opportunities to help others going through the journey. And I just reached out to a high school friend who um, just got diagnosed and still was not sure even what the biopsy and everything is coming back. They were waiting for that. And it was like, I was able to reach out. And so I think I'm more looking for opportunities to help other people um, more than anything at this point. To me, that's very therapeutic. Um, It makes me happy. It makes me very fulfilled. Um, So I guess I'm more looking at it in that respect. That's awesome. Um, You mentioned your faith as being really important to you, your brother, you know, sending you scriptures and praying for you and others. Is there, and I'm, I'm kind of putting you on the spot because I didn't ask you this ahead of time. Um, is there a particular scripture that stands out that was kind of your go-to on your hardest days? Um, the one of Joshua about being strong and courageous. Do not be terrified for the Lord your God is with you. I've loved that scripture. I've, you know, had my kids memorize that scripture when Eric and I taught Bible quizzing. Um, you know, back when we were in Central Illinois, that was a big scripture that we had them learn. So that one... Um, and my mom did a really good idea. I can't think of one right now, but she had a list of scriptures about peace. And those I read in the morning um, leading up to the surgery um, because, you know, it, some days I just didn't feel settled. I just didn't feel peaceful. And so those really helped me. But I do like the strong and courageous. Um, do not be terrified because I was terrified. <laughs> I was truly terrified. And that's Joshua 1-9, right? Yes. That is a great one. Um, so You don't want me to sing the song? <laughs> I will not sing the song. <laughs> we had a song that was done with it. You can sing it because I, nope. I used to teach Awana and we, boy, you know, memorizing <laughs> with a song was the way we went, went about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you said, you know, earlier that your goal is to help others. I was just wondering, as people are listening to this podcast, should somebody listening to this specifically, you know, about the grief part, want to reach out, how would they get a hold of you? So my email is Johanna, J-O-H-A-N-N-A dot white at fairwaymc.com. That's probably the best way to get a hold of me. And then I am, I love talking to people and getting to know people. And I would be willing to talk to anybody that needed someone to listen to because that, that's, um, Sometimes we just need, sometimes it's nice for an outsider that's not someone in our family, to be honest, to give me an opinion. My sister's also a nurse and she didn't so much want to listen. She wanted to tell me the plan of what I needed to be doing. So sometimes it was nice to get someone to listen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And sometimes when the people are too close to you, that, that can be hard too. So it is sometimes at least have that opportunity if you want to have an outsider's uh, opinion or just a listening ear. It doesn't even have to be an opinion, just somebody to talk to that can be so valuable if you don't have somebody around you to support you in that way. Any final thoughts? Well, I love that you're doing this podcast and, and telling the stories. Um, I just think that's huge. I think that's what gets us through and that that's big for keeping us from feeling alone. That's probably, you know, I mean, my husband is great he was by my side the whole time he that but there's just some things that he could not understand and could not get um and that was okay 
but it was nice to have people to talk to that had been through something similar or had a diagnosis. And, um, you know, so as great as, as he was, and as my family was, sometimes it was nice. So thanks for sharing this, um, these stories, because that's just invaluable to someone that's gone through it. So I appreciate that. Well, we just thank you for taking the time and being vulnerable, sharing your heart, your experience. And I just want to say thank you all for listening until the end. And again, thank you to Johanna for sharing these intimate moments of her breast cancer journey. If you know someone who has been impacted by critical illness, loss of a loved one, or has sustained physical trauma, and you would like to help brighten their day through a Fairway Cares package, please contact us at fairwaycares.org. And we also have an opportunity within Fairway to be a Fairway Cares champion. If you would like to be a champion or know somebody, please email me, sherry.anderson at fairwaymc.com. 